What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Jackson Dart, is he going to return to Ole Miss for another season? Is Jaden Daniels the favorite to win the Heisman at LSU? And who wins in Cupcake Week in the SEC? Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use our promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy at Prize Picks. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, we got plenty to jump into. Uh, let's do it. Let's dive into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start over at Ole Miss as there was a story to come out Thursday night that Ole Miss quarterback Jackson Dart is returning to Oxford next season. Ole Miss Lane Kiffin on his weekly uh, radio show called Reb Talk. He announced that his junior quarterback will forego the NFL draft and will come back for his senior season next year at Ole Miss. Here's a little bit of what that sounded like from Lane Kiffin. I mean, <clears throat> I guess I can kind of speak for him. You know, he's uh, he's said he's coming back, so we're there planning we, on him being back next year and Good. get Woo. better. And... So the Ole Miss faithful, excited there. You hear the applause. But uh, Jackson Dart in his second full season with the Rebels uh, performing very well and became uh, really, really good this season. Now, Keep in mind, it was very weird in the offseason where they, uh, you know, they brought in Walker Howard, the transfer from LSU. They also brought in Spencer Sanders, who played a lot of football at Oklahoma State. And a lot of people looked at it as, okay, maybe Lane Kiffin's not sold on Jackson Dart. But uh, the six foot two quarterback is fourth among qualified SEC quarterbacks this year in total QBR. He's had an 89 or better QBR in five of his 10 games this season. And uh, despite the ugly loss at Georgia last week, Jackson Dart was named a semifinalist for the Davey O'Brien Award. Um, and look, Ole Miss is 8-2 and two on the season, 5-2 and two in the conference. And Jackson Dart has, again, performed very well, throwing for 2,500 yards, 16 touchdowns while running for another. But it just seems so weird. They bring in Spencer Sanders, and it was like, you know, I remember – I think it was Greg McElroy said, uh, you know, oh, well, Spencer Sanders is going to be a starter. I mean, why else would they have brought him in if they believed Jackson Dart was the guy? Well, Lane Kiffin, you know, it said the main thing was to push Jackson and make him better. And we had heard the stories out of the spring and fall camp that, you know, Jackson Dart was doing much better taking care of the football, not throwing those careless interceptions like he was down the stretch of last year. And uh, he was a much improved quarterback. And so uh, Jackson Dart coming back next year for Ole Miss. That is huge. Now we'll wait to see if Jackson Dart officially makes the announcement on his social media. That some people saying, why would Lane Kiffin announce that for him? Seems like something Jackson Dart would want to announce. But uh, nonetheless, big news there for Rebel fans. And 
kind of uh, interesting news there for Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard. They transfer in and, uh, you know, don't even get to – I mean, Walker Howard was – the whole reason he left LSU was because he was sitting behind Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer. Well, uh, you know, Garrett Nussmeyer projects to be LSU starter next year with Jaden Daniels leaving. Walker Howard could have competed with him. And Jackson Dart's coming back for another year at Ole Miss. Uh, I don't know if uh, Walker Howard's going to play anytime soon, but – We'll see. All right, other quarterback news. K.J. Jefferson, he could come back for another year at Arkansas. Sam Pittman asked about that this week. He said, look, going into this season, we thought this would be K.J.'s last year, but I don't know where he stands right now. Uh, He noted he has not had a concrete discussion with K.J. Jefferson about his future through 10 games this year. Jefferson has 1,900 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, 8 picks. And they are 3-7 and seven with two games left on the schedule. Sam Pittman said there will be, be plenty of time to sit down and talk about it with KJ. Uh, Sam Pittman noted he anticipates a handful of seniors to take advantage of that extra year of eligibility or go test the waters in the transfer portal. But uh, Sam Pittman said that KJ has been a leader in the face of this Razorbacks team. He said it's been very disappointing for him. But he said if his actions... In practice and leadership on the team are indicative of how he feels. He feels good. The problem all year has been we never really got into a rhythm. Pittman said uh, KJ's toughness and determination for Arkansas showed when his left hand was bleeding in the team's loss to Auburn last week. He said he didn't want to come out. He didn't ask to come out. Tells you what he feels about the program and where he wants to finish strong. Really proud of him. So we'll see on KJ Jefferson. But uh, Jackson Dart coming back next year. Of course, you know, will Sam Pittman be back next year? Rumblings about maybe Arkansas could make a change at the end of the year. So we'll see on that front. Uh, one quarterback who will not be back next year, and he is having a fantastic season, is LSU's KJ Jefferson. Or I'm sorry, Jaden Daniels. Sorry, we're all mixed up here. Jackson Dark coming back to Ole Miss. Uh, KJ Jefferson, we don't know yet. Jaden Daniels, senior at LSU, uh, Heisman contender. And Booger McFarland talking about him on Paul Feinbaum's show this week. And, uh, Hyping up Jaden Daniels, saying he's positioned himself well. And if you look at the Heisman odds, he is certainly up there among the favorites right now. Booker McFarland saying, look, I looked up the definition and the criteria for the Heisman. It simply says this, Paul, the most outstanding player in college football. And you can't tell me with a straight face, Jaden Daniels hasn't been the most outstanding player in college football. McFarland argued that uh, LSU's 7-3 record is irrelevant. He said, look. Lamar Jackson's Heisman year in 2016, he went 9-3. and three. Uh, There is precedent and examples of teams with multiple losses, yet having the Heisman Trophy winner. We saw it a year ago with Caleb Williams at USC. Uh, Tim Tebow, obviously, RG3. Booker saying, I think when it's all said and done, uh, he doesn't have a stage, but he had a stage against Florida in Baton Rouge last year, last week. Uh, LSU will play Georgia State this weekend and then A&M next week which will be an early 11 a.m. kickoff going opposite Ohio State-Michigan. So that won't really help Jane Daniels' cause, but if Jane Daniels puts up monster numbers in these last two games and uh, maybe Bo Nix or Michael Penix falters a little bit, doesn't put up great numbers in one of their remaining games, maybe he can uh, have a case. And uh, SEC Network hosts Alyssa Lang and Takeo Spikes on their show on the SEC Network, they were both making a case for Jane Daniels. Takeo Spike saying the first player in FBS history with more than 350 passing yards and 200 rushing yards in a game. said, listen, hello, Heisman voters. I'm Takeo Spikes, and I'm nominating this guy. Uh, Alyssa Lang also saying uh, if Jaden Daniels doesn't win the Heisman, it will be because 
these other two quarterbacks do something unbelievable in the next two weeks. But Jaden Daniels is only going to continue to pad those stats. Uh, she said if he doesn't win, it's because Heisman voters are holding his defense against him and holding those losses against him. But obviously, uh, Jaden Daniels can't do anything about his, off- his defense. All he can do is try to score on offense. All right, a couple other other notes here. Obviously, uh, the news, Jimbo Fisher being uh, fired uh, earlier in the week. And ESPN reporter says that the Texas connection could be a factor with AM's coaching search. Adam Rittenberg saying that Aggies would be looking for a coach that's familiar with the state of Texas and or the Texas A&M program. He mentioned uh, Mike Elko and Jeff Trailer as the possible candidates. Mike Elko, the coach at Duke, Jeff Trailer over at UTSA. Our Urban Meyer was asked this week on a, a peek inside Florida Gators football podcast if there's any chance he would come out of re- retirement, uh, you know, maybe go to either Michigan State or Texas A&M. Urban Meyer said, no desire. I love what I'm doing, broadcasting. That ship has sailed. Very grateful for 37 years in the game. Loved it. No desire. A few other notes, uh, Zach Arnett obviously let go at Mississippi State earlier this week, and a couple of Bulldog players entering the transfer portal. Freshman defensive back Will James entered the portal. He's a former three-star prospect from the state of Alabama. Uh, wide receiver Nakai Poole, he was a three-star recruit. He has entered the portal, as well as uh, wide receivers Tyson Schilling, Jacoby Belazar, uh, all those guys entering the transfer portal as well so no surprise there but uh, starting to hear rumblings over at AM. a lot of kids will be entering the portal there and no surprise there all right uh, thank you guys so much for making locked on sec your first listen every day coming up next we're going to get into previewing our sec week 12 picks and uh, give you uh, those games it's look it's cupcake week but there's still some uh, some big games to discuss this week that's coming your way in just a second Prize Picks. They are the largest daily fantasy sp- uh, sports platform in North America. We've been talking about them for weeks. They are the easiest and most exciting way for you to play daily fantasy sports because it is just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players like pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and you will watch the winnings roll in. Of course, basketball season is here. You can now pick combo projections across both football and basketball from the Specials League. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, you want to pick LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, both at a a 10-and-a-half combo of three-pointers made and catches. It's there for you. If you want to play along some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill or a comedian Andrew Schultz, they are up there under the Community Plays tab. And Prize Picks even offers a re- reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets hurt. Football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, like Joe Burrow the other night on Thursday Night Football, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnCollege. Use our promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnCollege. Use promo code LockedOnCollege. It is PrizePicks. It is daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome. 
Rolling along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. On Monday on the show, you want to make sure you come back, catch all of our winners and losers of the weekend in SEC Week 12. And we got plenty to discuss. Uh, We got plenty of cupcakes. So we're going to run through those here real quick for Cupcake Week. And we'll start 11 a.m. Central on ESPN+. Plus. It is... 7-3 7-3 Chattanooga at number 8 Alabama. No line on this game. Uh, Chattanooga, they have two losses this season by two points and three points. So they're that close to being 9-1 and one on the season. But look, Alabama's Alabama. It's in Tuscaloosa. Nick Saban said this could be a week of preparation that helps his, his team get better for upcoming games. Against Kentucky a week ago, Jalen Milrow became the first tied player with three touchdowns passing and three touchdowns rushing in the same game. Uh, Both these teams feature two of the top pass rushers in their respective leagues. Alabama has Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, both tied for third uh, in the SEC with seven sacks. Chattanooga edge rusher Jay Person is tied for the Southern Conference lead with seven and a half sacks. And defensive end Ben Bruton has seven. The Bucs actually led Alabama 3-0 after the first quarter back in 2016, but they lost that one 31-3. They have not scored a touchdown against the Tide in their last three meetings. Again, no line on this game, so no pick. But obviously, look, if there was, we're taking Bama minus whatever the points are. Another game happening. Of course, Jimbo Fisher no longer at AM, but 11 a.m. Central on ESPN Plus. 5 and 5, Abilene Christian at 6 and 4, Texas AM. No line on the game, but of course, interim head coach Elijah Robinson going to get a chance to show what he can do. Uh, Max Johnson, of course, was hurt last week. Will he be back? There's some thought that you know, he could be back under center for. Uh, A&M. So we'll see on that one again. No line in the game. Just fascinating to see what AM looks like in this game. I expect they win big. Abilene Christian is not very good. Also at 11 a.m. on the SEC Network, it is 2-8 UL Monroe at number 13 Ole Miss. Ole Miss 37.5 point favorites. Ole Miss trying to rebound from that big loss to Georgia last week and avoid, avoid a repeat of last year where they you know, lost a bunch of games down the stretch. After this week, they will get the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving Day, so a little bit of a short rest. And remember, they lost that game last year when a two-point conversion attempt failed. But UL Monroe head coach Terry Bowden telling his team, he said, I told our players, you got nothing to lose. Nobody expects you to win this one, so go out there and play like it's personal. ULM running back Isaiah Woolard, he spent five seasons at Ole Miss, rushing for 400 yards and four touchdowns as a freshman back in 2018. See what he is able to do this year. The Warhawks, they are 4-51-1 and and against SEC teams, including a 47-3 loss to A&M earlier this year. They did pull off an upset of Nick Saban in Alabama back in 2007, his first season there. Ole Miss, they're trying to complete a 7-0 perfect record in games played on campus for the second time in program history, having also done it two years ago in 2021. I'm going to take Ole Miss minus the points. I think they roll here. I think their defense gets back playing strong. I think they win something like 55-7. to seven. Give me Ole Miss minus the 37.5. Also at 11 a.m. on ESPN+, Plus, we know Zach Arnett has been fired over at Mississippi State. They are hosting 3-7 Southern Miss at 4-6 and six Mississippi State, State 14.5-point home favorites. First game without Zach Arnett, Greg Knox will begin his stint as the interim coach after the school fired Arnett. Uh, Knox previously led Mississippi State to a 2017 Music City Bowl win 
over Louisville when Dan Mullen left for the Florida job. The Bulldogs looking to halt a three-game losing streak, possibly become bowl eligible over their final two games. Uh, these two teams meeting for the first time since 2019, Southern Miss and Mississippi State. It's unknown whether uh, Bulldog quarterback Will Rogers will be back this week or if they'll go with the freshman Chris Parson again or with Mike Wright, but they've got to revive their offense. It has combined for just 455 yards the past two weeks. Meanwhile, uh, Southern Miss, they are allowing over 400 yards and 35 points per game. They're led by uh, Billy Wiles, their quarterback, and running back Frank Gore Jr., Mississippi State, they're led by their two linebackers, Jet Johnson and Bookie Watson. They are the SEC's top tacklers this year. Uh, Mississippi State, they have won the last five series meetings with Southern Miss. I'm going to take Mississippi State minus the 14 and a half, but again, have no idea what we're getting in the Bulldogs, what this offense is going to look like. And uh, with Zach Arnett gone, will the defense you know, look better? Will they improve? Will it be more of the same? We will find out. All right, 3 p.m. Central on the SEC Network. It is 8-3 New Mexico State at 6-4 Auburn. Auburn a 23.5-point home favorite. Uh, Auburn is bowl eligible already. They lead this series against New Mexico State, if you want to call it that. Uh, 3-0 New Mexico State. They clinch a spot in the Conference USA Championship game against Liberty, and they want to extend a six-game winning streak. The Aggies... Uh, are bowl eligible for a second straight season, something they haven't done since 1960 at New Mexico State. Both of these offenses, powered by running games, both have mobile quarterbacks. Auburn running back Jarquez Hunter, he has three straight 100-yard rushing games. Uh, New Mexico State, they lost, uh, they've lost in their first uh, 27 meetings against SEC teams. It's the first time these two, two teams have met since 2012. Auburn won that one 42-7. New Mexico State, they've reached eight wins for the first time since 1965 and only the fifth time in program history. So this is one of their better teams they've had. Auburn, by the way, trying to become the first, uh, the 13th FBS program to reach 800 wins. Auburn's at, got 799 and 131 years of football. I think Auburn wins, but man, that number's tricky. I might lean taking New Mexico State plus the 23 and a half because they're a really good ball club, and maybe they keep this close, but Auburn obviously playing one of their best games of the year last week against Arkansas, uh, winning that one big, but I just, that that number's a little, like, I think Auburn wins by 21, right? Like, they could win 42-21, something like that, but maybe let's go New Mexico State plus the 23 and a half there. All right, over at Arkansas, 6.30 Central on ESPNU. It is 4-6 FIU at 3-7 Arkansas. Arkansas, 29.5-point home favorites. That tells you how bad FIU is. Arkansas, they lost 48-10 last week against Auburn. FIU, they lost 40-6 to Middle Tennessee. Arkansas's defense, uh, they got some dudes. Landon Jackson and linebacker Jaheim Thomas. Uh, Landon Jackson leads the team with five and a half sacks. Jaheim Thomas leads the team in tackles with 87. I think this game's a little bit more of a defensive showdown. Both teams ranked very low offensively. FIU has the 111th ranked offense. Arkansas has 113. I think KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders are able to get some things going. I think I think FIU covers the 29 and a half, but I don't think they do anything necessarily to cover it. In other words, I think Arkansas maybe wins this game like 27 to 3. Like maybe not much offense, but you know, like they dominate, but they don't cover the, the 29 and a half there. And then uh, lastly, in the evening time, 
7 p.m. Central on ESPN2. It'll be 6-4 and four Georgia State at number 15 LSU. LSU a 32-point home favorite. Uh, Jaden Daniels, two chances left to show why he is the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Second-year LSU coach Brian Kelly saying this week, Daniels is clearly the front runner for the Heisman. He's the most exciting player individually in the country, he said. Uh, and Jaden Daniels now leads the nation in total offense, uh, touchdowns passing, Yards rushing by a quarterback. He's number two nationally in touchdowns responsible for and yards passing per game. His wide receiver Malik Neighbors will look to build his resume for the Bolitnikoff. Uh, his yardage total leads the nation, and his touch- touchdown total isn't far behind his teammate Brian Thomas, who's 13 touchdowns ranked number one in the country. Georgia State coach Sean Elliott saying uh, Jane Daniels is the best player in college football. So vote of approval there from... Uh, Sean Elliott, the head coach of Georgia State. But uh, those are our cupcake games. Coming up next here on Locked On SEC, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. We will hit on the three big games coming up in the SEC. Coming your way here in just a sec. And this episode is presented to you by our friends over at Athletic Brewing. Now time for your game changer of the week. Brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Jaden Daniels has completely changed LSU's offense this season, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Uh, Again, if you haven't tried them yet, they have completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers uh, that are great tasting and award-winning. They beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more, constantly working on limited edition experimental styles. The best part about Athletic Brewing, they're fit for all times. You could drink them anywhere, anytime, make any activity even more enjoyable, whether you're watching a big game, watching your kid's game, uh, working out, doing a little bit of office work, whatever it is, you can enjoy Athletic Brewing Company. No hangovers ever, and you can find Athletic in-store, online, and at bars across the country. They're the fastest-growing non-alcoholic brewery in the U.S., so go check them out. First-time customers, you can use promo code locked on college get 15 percent off your first online order that's code l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n at checkout for 15 percent off at athleticbrewing.com near beer exclusions and conditions apply athletic brewing company they are fit for all times All right, roll along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. And shout out to our everydayers. Come on back on Monday. We'll be giving you our SEC Week 12 winners and losers. But first, we've got to finish off giving you our SEC Week 12 picks. We actually got some good games, uh, albeit with all the cupcakes going on. We got three good conference games happening this weekend. We start 7.30 Eastern on the SEC Network. It is 6-4 Kentucky. At four and six, South Carolina, Kentucky, right around. Depending on what sports book you're looking at, hopefully you're looking at FanDuel, but around a half a point to one and a half point favorites for Kentucky on the road. South Carolina leads the all-time series, 19-14 and one, and Kentucky at three and four in SEC play. They're hoping to avoid their fourth losing SEC season in the past five years, facing South Carolina this weekend. It's the final league game for both teams. Both kind of having down seasons. They'll both get non-conference games next week. Kentucky will get Louisville. South Carolina gets Clemson. Kentucky started this year 5-0 and ranked as high as number 20. They've lost four of their last five, 
including a blowout loss to Alabama at home a week ago. For South Carolina, they had high hopes this season. That fell apart during a four-game SEC losing streak, but Carolina must win out to hit six wins and secure a third bowl, uh, straight bowl appearance for Shane Beamer's three seasons there in Columbia. Uh, Kentucky running back Ray Davis is second in the SEC in rushing. He's 71 yards away from hitting the 1,000 mark. He'd be the 11th Wildcat with that many in a season. Could surpass 1,000 yards career rushing at three different schools. Uh, Kentucky quarterback Devin Leary, he is second in the SEC and 29th in the country with 19 passing touchdowns. South Carolina wide receiver Xavier Leggett, he continues an awesome season. He had his fifth game this year with 100 or more receiving yards and his second straight in their win over Vanderbilt last week. He has 1,093 receiving yards, the fifth South Carolina player to hit the 1,000-yard mark in a single season. Uh, South Carolina, they're halfway through this four-game run at home to finish off the season. Like we said, they will host Clemson next week. And Kentucky finishes off their season next week at Louisville. The Gamecocks are seeking consecutive wins over Kentucky for the first time since winning three in a row from 2011 to 2013. Kentucky has held seven of their last 11 opponents to fewer than 100 yards rushing. We know South Carolina, they have not been very good at running the football. South Carolina has also used defensive tackles on offense to score touchdowns the last two games. Tonka Hemingway and Alex Huntley scoring touchdowns. I'm going to take Kentucky, the road team. I know that uh, not the um, you know not the most attractive pick there. Again, Spencer Rattler's been playing very well for South Carolina this year, but I think Kentucky gets the run game going with Ray Davis. I think Devin Leary makes the throws, and I think Kentucky gets to seven and four and covers the half a point or point and a half. Uh, at South Carolina. Just been a tough year for Shane Beamer and company. At 7.30 Eastern on ESPN, it is 5-5 five five Florida at number 9 Mizzou. Mizzou, they dominated longtime nemesis Tennessee last week, 36-7, while the Gators of Florida gave up 700 yards in their loss at LSU. It was ugly. But for Eli Drinkwitz and company, they have the most wins for the Tigers since 2018. The possibility of playing in a New Year's Six Bowl game and the foundation for future success. Uh, Tyron Hopper, their leading tackler, he had x-rays and an MRI, come back clean on his ankle. Drake was saying uh, it was a sprain, but it was pretty swollen. Unclear if he will play this week against Florida. Mizzou will be celebrating their seniors on Saturday as uh, they will wrap up next week at Arkansas. Uh, some of the guys will honor Darius Robinson. He's been with the program since the Barry Odom days, so he's been there a while. So some good seniors they're going to honor. Florida, their bowl game or bust. Three straight losses, including an overtime defeat by Arkansas in the Swamp. Uh, it's left the Gators needing one more win in their final two games to qualify for a bowl game, and this one might be it. I mean, they got to play Florida State next week. That's going to be brutal. Uh, maybe they can find a way to win at Missouri. Uh, last week, Florida quarterback Graham Mertz broke the Florida record of 203 pass attempts without an interception. That was previously held by Tim Tebow. And uh, it will be interesting to see what Brady Cook looks like. He's been very good for Missouri, Missouri on the other side. Uh, these two coaches did meet before. Eli Drinkwitz twice led Appalachian State to victories against Billy Napier and ULL back in 2019. Once in the regular season and then again in the Sun Belt title game. But Billy Napier got a little bit of revenge last year when Florida beat Mizzou 24-17. to 
I might lean Missouri minus the 11 at home. It's, um, again, the way Missouri's been playing, Cody Schrader, the SEC leading rusher, Brady Cook, Luther Burden, they just got so many different weapons on offense. I'll take Missouri minus the 11 and another tough loss for the Florida Gators and Billy Napier. And lastly, it is number one Georgia, a 10-point road favorite at number 18 Tennessee. Georgia is back atop the rankings Number one Bulldogs cannot take their foot off the gas pedal as they head up to Knoxville. Dolly Parton will be on hand, cheering on the Vols inside Neyland Stadium. Uh, Georgia, they're coming off of routing Ole Miss last week while the Vols got embarrassed at, at Missouri. It was the third ugly road loss for the Vols. They have lost by double digits at Florida, at Alabama, and at Mizzou, but they're back home where they play better. Georgia, they've already clinched the SEC East title and a spot against Alabama in the SEC title game. The Vols found themselves stifled by Mizzou's defense last week with a season-low 83 yards rushing. A uh, win Saturday would certainly improve their bowl prospects. Tennessee at 7-3 overall, 3-3 three and three in the conference. Uh, Georgia, they can become the first team to post three straight 8-0 conference records in SEC history. The league moved to an eight-game conference schedule back in 92 uh, the Bulldogs posted their first 8-0 conference mark in 2021 before they fell to Bama in the SEC title game. Georgia then went 8-0 last season, beating LSU in the SEC title game, and uh, now they're on a run again. Georgia's school record 27-game win streak uh, is not the only streak on the line on Saturday. Bulldogs have been number one in 22 consecutive AP top 25 polls. That's the longest streak in SEC history. Uh, Georgia has won 37 consecutive regular season games. That streak began with that 31-24 home win over Mississippi State back in November of 2020. And finally, the Bulldogs have won 26 straight SEC regular season games, 25 straight home games, the longest win streak in the nation. They are 43-1 over their last 44 games. Vols wide receiving core, they are thin. They lost Brew McCoy a few weeks ago. Then they lost Dante Thornton last week. So squirrel wild. Squirrel White, Ramel Keaton, those guys are going to have to step up big. Georgia, they are 28-4 on the road and 19-7 on neutral sites under Kirby Smart. Tennessee, they had won 14 straight at home with the Vols' last home loss coming in 2021 to Georgia. Kirby Smart makes sure his Bulldogs practice with crowd noise, even if he can't say how much it helps. Uh, I'll go with Georgia minus the 10. I think uh, Neyland is rocking for a while. This is probably close at halftime, but... I think Georgia pulls away late, and they cover that 10. And a tough season for Josh Heupel and the Tennessee Vols. All right, thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Again, shout out to our everydayers. Come on back on Monday on the show. Check out our winners and losers from the weekend. And also for your second listen, Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today, here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So for your second listen, go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 stream channel. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Only one more regular season week of SEC play after this. Kind of depressing. Talk to you guys on Monday.